Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where four men who use GT3 center caps as friendship bracelets talk about all things cars and automotive. Well done, Tom. You got through it that time. Fourth time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Thomas Falker from the Sunday Times. And as usual, I'm joined by... Me, Mark. Mike. Nadav. Are we all four in the studio? But you yeah. said, yeah, you said as usual. I mean, we haven't had a full bench for a while. So you didn't, you didn't get here. my chirp today on the thing. I said the show wouldn't be the same with you because <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah what do you mean okay you make the odd appearance yeah I'm you weren't kidding. here last week no, I'm kidding. Kidding. I was away last week but Mike's, Mike's the star of the show right Mike is the star uh, is I'm really not you were beach bugging weren't you yeah Thomas Crown styles <laughs> yeah. tell us about it you know me with my wind in the hair yeah and, and your scarf yeah Mila yeah. had a scarf on my wife sitting next to me tea with scarf. Mila yeah Just have you listened to last week's show like, I haven't. So were Don't. you, were you surfing? No. No. Did you take surfing lessons? <laughs> Should I have? <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you sending sending your man boobs? No, of course. <laughs> your man boobs. That's how I get them uh, the way to look the way they do. <laughs> On a naked beach. <laughs> oh, you know. I'm in shape. You are. Round is a shape. Huh? Okay, okay, so. I think you're very, very becoming. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Becoming what? Thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys are so sweet, really. Is it because I bought you presents? Yes. Oh. We all got uh, matching GT3 center caps, oh, which I thought Nadav had just bought up to show us. No, what Nadav's done is he's upgraded to GT2. <laughs> just wheel caps, though. That's clever, actually. It's slowly but surely. The turbos come later. What are you doing with the old ones? What do you mean? Can I have them to use as coasters? These, <laughs> hey, these yes, are the old ones. These are the old ones. Oh, serious? Yes. Can I have one for the man cave? Yes. That's why he That's brought why them here. here. Oh, Hold on. So are these old center caps in new boxes? So yes. the new ones came out and the old ones went in. That's right, sir. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I'm going to use the, the the mug that says there's a chance this is tequila. On I'm going to put them oh, on yeah. the That's yeah. very cool. Very yeah. good idea. Good idea. Well, yeah, this is going on the bad wall. No one will ever see it. Good work, guys. This is, as close, pleased. this is as close as I'll ever get to owning a GT3. <laughs> well, that's how you start. <laughs> really? Huh? If you give yeah. me enough money, I'll give you mine. Well, <laughs> as an dove keeps replacing parts on his GT3. <laughs> and he does a lot. <laughs> you can do like one of those, uh, you know, those magazines where you build, build the car, yeah. build the car systematically. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for edition, edition the 75, just for that, uh, for the rest of his parts at CNA. Uh, there, there are more downstairs. My trunk is full of them if you want some really? right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. You want some seals? You want some filters? I, I want to come have a look, actually, yeah, after the show. Please, yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, news. News time. Yeah, what is it? I've got some exciting stuff for you guys who like uselessly fast cars. Um, the Koenigsegg. <laughs> is that how you say it? Koenigsegg? Not near fast enough. Yeah. Koenigsegg. Koenigsegg Regera. Regera, yeah. Regera. That's the single gear one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Th this sets a new record. Yes. Zero to 400 and back to zero. A world record. Uh, it took 31.49 seconds to do that. Zero to so, 400 and back again. It's, it's, it's insane. Impressive. When you when you contextualize that, what, in the early 80s, a uh, standing kilometer in 30-odd seconds was considered relatively quick. Yeah, no, this thing is off the charts. Eh? It's been going 400 and back to zero. So, and, and it's How much space do you need to do it? Probably uh, more, more space than you'll ever get. 
<laughs> living in Johannesburg. So you'll never ever get it's useless. To, it is useless. What, what is the point? Have, point have, this. Um, okay, wait, wait, hold on. This was set last week at a military airfield base in Sweden. It's their, there it's you go. Their, it's their race track, but their is test it? track. Yeah. Really? So we can go and hire out anytime. Um, Swat corps. Sure. Why the why, stop? Go to Oil Tambo. Yes, to plot. Cut it on a timber. Or, Listen, or, so or you could just do it between Woodmead and Ravonia Road. So the whole thing with this car, the Regera, is mm. it's a, it's got a twin turbo V8. Correct. And it's a, it's a single speed car. It's and got it's got an electric motor. Three electric motors. Three electric motors. Do you so know how much power it makes? No. 1,118.5 kilowatts. Well, and do you know how much torques it has? Probably upper 800. No. 2,000 meters. Including the electric motors, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's... Everything combined. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. No, um, they make some proper cars. How do we feel about Koenigs? I love them. As a brand. I don't know. Why? Have, because it's one dude's um, idea and dream that he's turned into reality. And he's an awesome guy. Isn't that how all things start? Koenigse. That's how all things start. It is kind life. of how all things start, but it's still his business. It's still his. He's built the team and he and, and they're also very innovative. Okay, so so in the hypercar class, and there was a kid um, this weekend who explained to me that that a, 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 an Aventador SVR isn't a hypercar; it's a supercar. So mm. in the hypercar class, you would you honestly take your money and go into a Koenigsegg? Like Absolutely. Take it over a over a LaFerrari or a 918. No. For me, I just it's the first car I would buy. Really? What? I absolutely love them. Have you watched any of the the, the YouTube YouTube stuff on them? It's brilliant. I know that, but it's the quality of what they do and the tech. It's it's way above everyone else. It's amazing. Look, I, I I understand why it's interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm a, a big fan of Christian von Koenigsegg. Yeah. If you think about um, Enzo Ferrari, Lamborghini, Pagani, these are all single person, single idea, started a company, and now we respect them without question. So Christian von Koenigsegg has done, it's not unprecedented, he's doing the same thing. For me, his brilliance is in the engineering. Yeah. But it doesn't translate into a car that I want. Exactly. They're somehow a little bit chintzy, a little bit plasticky. I wish that he could, he would rather, mm. I mean, who am I to talk? Honestly, I'm like rolling my eyes here. Well, but I wish that he would, he, would, he would rather outsource himself as an engineering concern. So he does perhaps. now. He, does he now. really should. His stuff's amazing. But, but I mean, when you start to talk about the chintz and the and the, and the Look at the way the doors are. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's anywhere near what a, a Pagani is. Yeah, Pagani but it's different. That, but there's class. No. There's yeah. a, that's what it is. There's I, a lack of class. I no, I don't know. Disagree I, with I find you. it a little bit dull. I say Pagani no. doesn't have class. No, Pagani looks like a temple inside. No, right. It's just no. gold-plated. Just gold-plated everything. Everything Battalions is like day-glow and mm. beeping at you. And it's like Koenigsegg is, is toned down. No Koenigsegg for me. The doors open in, the, in awesome ways. <laughs> everything opens. It's all clamshell carbon stuff. Like a Motorola from they the They do 2000s. their own motor. Koenigsegg borrow motors from Mercedes from a C-Class or something. Isn't it BMW? No, it's Mercedes. What? Who? Connects. I mean, um, Pagani. Mm. You know, they can't even make their own motors. I quite like the look of the Pagani, which was the one that came out, which was the first one, mm. the Hurai. They're all the same. Ah, Zonda so first. Yeah, the Zonda. The Zonda was quite How, how cool is this? So there's a, I go to Luf in Norwood, which is a cool coffee place. 
and there's this guy who comes every morning and he actually owns one of the golf golf estates out um, I think it's called Elements or something but That's anyway does. but yeah so he was ta- we were, he yeah. was looking at the 4C and he was just noting that he owned in early 2000s he owned a Pagani in in England I mean, wow. that's serious. That's like, an, like an early, early car yeah, that's with like the, the straps and all kinds of things like that. Mm. That's just cool, that. That's awesome. Those Jeez, are, that those early really cars are worth a lot of money. That's the one that well. we sat in. Owned. One yes. of those. Owned. That's right. He doesn't own it C12 anymore. C12S. Yeah. yeah. Also known as a CL600 yeah, Mac. supercar. CL600 Sport. Sport, yeah. Yeah. CL600 Sport. (laughs) Coupe. Okay, so that's Koenigsegg. Yeah. Zero to 400 to zero. That is impressive. It is impressive. But it's a small field if you think about all the cars that can do 400. Yeah. Mm. But um, not many. From the lofty heights of the 400 kilometer an hour club, we have to dive back down to the streets of the everyman. Toyota. No. Oh. Thank God. Mini. Ah. Oh. So the fourth generation is expected to come out in 20, 2022. They're calling it a maxi now. No. <laughs> and they're actually going to be shrinking the size of the three-door hatch. They want to get it back to, back to the original Back size. to the original. Well, never the, the, the original Reno. Oh, Reno yes, yeah. Which is a nice size. Yeah. It's a great size. So wait, are we on generation four of the new Mini? We're on three at the moment, but fourth yeah. generation. That's right. Which will launch in 2022 or 2023. Mm. They want to shrink it back down to how it was when it first came out. Mm. So Gen 1 and 2 were the, the same size? No. Gen no, 3 got fat. I think they started growing immediately. Yeah. From 1 to 2? Mm. Yeah. From when they went supercharged, turbocharged. Okay. But really it's not all good news because mm. they're also going to be getting yeah. bigger. They're going to reintroduce the Traveller. Oh, what is that? So the Traveller back in the day. What's that? It, was a almost like a, it was like a station wagon countryman. Don't they have that already with the countryman? The countryman. So this is yeah. going to be bigger than a countryman. Oh. It's going to be a crossover. So it's going to be Pajero-sized? Mm, probably, yeah. <laughs> or bigger. Or bigger. It's yeah. like an X7 from Mini, right? I mean, G-Class. The G-Class Mini. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're going to use the X7 <laughs> as a base. It's built on the X7 chassis. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know what? What's good, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to make a Mini badge the size of the girls on the X7, right? <laughs> so it's going to be approximately a meter and a half across. <laughs> Very short overhangs. <laughs> I, I, I was just, I was actually driving home this evening and I was behind mm-hmm. that, uh, the new Volkswagen that we talked about the other day, the, the T-Cross. T-cross. Oh, yeah. from, from the back, it's cool. actually, it's got a lot of Porsche Cayenne in it. Really? Um, if you look That's at the light cool. cluster and the and, and the way that the, the little spoiler across. comes across, it actually looks like a little shrunken down Cayenne. Actually, yeah. quite a cool-looking thing. It's got uh, to me. Uh, what was interesting about the T-Cross is it's got that it's got a, the return of the prestige panel. Hey? The, whole, the back, the back is yeah. almost like an yes. '80s kind of a mm. what is it like a Corrado or something like that? Look, or even like yeah, or a Seat, an Avant. Remember the Toyota Avante. 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 I actually saw one today. They're, they're, really? they're actually great cars. I would love a nice clean Toyota. Why did I bring up Toyota? The four G blacktop in it. It would be a giant killer. Those were front wheel drive. They were, uh, right, the AE86 was rear wheel drive came before. Yeah, I think. Can we not talk about this? Car? Yeah. Can I, can Sorry, I, yeah. Can I talk a little bit about the show that I went to on Sunday? Is, is it, it well? Are we finished the news? No, no this, is news. News. this is part what of the news. This is part of the news. What show? Tell us. News that I went to the sentimental um, oh, yeah. show. And, and I thought it was probably the most eclectic assembly of cars that I've seen at any show. I mean, obviously, you've got Angelus Picnic, which has got tons of cars but this was like a really select thing and it, there was everything from a, a cool um, uh, Nissan uh, 280ZX that was completely done up by next gen 
um, to even a couple of buckies that were stanced and stuff. But there were like, there were that there, no, I'm awesome. saying there were so four. Far, no, there, no, there were, there were four <laughs> super bosses. There were a whole lot of of uh, three to five ISs. There was a Maserati Quattroporte from around the the mid 70s. Cool looking. Oh, Did it break down? Apparently, I mean, uh, the thing will literally kill you. I mean, it'll yeah. destroy your life. I, I actually, I, I said to the one, the one guy that was there in his, in his three five hundred GT, which is, there were actually two of them. Uh, the uh, the, oh. the Cambia Corsa, I think they call it. That's um, the that's the early one with the boomerang tail yeah. lights. Oh, yeah. exactly. Uh, but uh, he actually started it up, decatted. It sounded really good. But we were saying that the Maserati Quattroporte if you buy that you definitely have got way too little going wrong in your life like <laughs> absolutely you, you're, you're looking for something really to go the and, new and, Quattroporte and you mean the current no, no this the was one the, before no, that. no no this is like a 1970s that like a I don't uh, believe that would be some. it's manual what no it's, really not, it's automatic oh, 4.9 litre V8 oh is it yeah but, oh, but no. cool I mean you must see the interior there was an aerial atom that was um, the, the, the turbocharged one the coolest thing about it you could see this thing was properly used it was scratched and, and all kinds of things like that or neglected no driven driven properly I didn't realize those things were manual what did you think no, I thought it was so a sequential right. box yeah, well, I, think you, you one, I think yeah. you need one I think you need one is it a manual sequential box? It's got a clutch pedal and it looked like it had a linkage. Really, yeah? yeah? Have you driven one? No. Looks amazing. It does look amazing. It's Honda powered, did you know that? Mm. Uh, yes, yeah. I do. Um, so this so was a turbocharged one, getting out the car. Not supercharged, not supercharged. It might have been supercharged. I, don't I know. think it is. So the only the, the very, very latest one is turbocharged. Well, this one had the, the little wing, the wings on it. They all have so different they all have wings. bits and pieces. Um, they had that, that Aboth, Fiat Aboth 124 rally car replica. It was just really, really Oh, the cool. old one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Not the one that Dove started on the floor. <laughs> on the showroom floor. <laughs> At the floor. launch. <laughs> At the the launch. way they stopped the launch, everyone. <laughs> they were mid-speeches and the Dove started the mic drop. It was amazing. <laughs> wow, when did you do this? At the launch of the, the launch Julia. Of the Julia. Why did you do that? <laughs> I pushed the start button and it started. So let me just paint you a picture. Everyone is gathered around the stage and the CEO of Alpha South Africa is <laughs> presenting to everyone the new Julia and suddenly in the back. <laughs> and there's the doctor who didn't know look. He started hiding himself under the dashboard. They left the key in the car. It's key, let's go. I didn't know what was going to happen. I wanted to turn on the ignition. I think it's reasonable. Amazing. It's <laughs> quite funny. What a but yeah, listen, you, you need, who's, need to, who's responsible you know, for Sentimental? Uh, uh, car, it's actually cars.co.za, okay. which is, um, I think it's... Arrival publication. We know Arrival publication. Is, it, is, it, is it a publication? Yeah, it's Rival. Digital publication. Digital, oh, really? Okay. Well, page, well, that's how they like out. to say. You will have to cut that out. Okay. We'll cut that out. Okay. Why? I'm not cutting anything out. I'm telling it like <laughs> it is. So it was good. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was just cool to have like such a... What about the M5 was a nice, Tourings? Nice, yes. yes. So there was, so there was an E34 M5 Touring, which is uh, 1992 odd. I can tell you I haven't seen such a cool car in ages. It was purple. Um, I'd say it was probably a later model because it had the, the different wheels. But shit, this thing was unbelievable. And then there was a uh, the, the, E60. The, the E60, the V10 Touring as well. And just, just I mean, it's so cool, those E61. both of those things. E61, because it's a Touring, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this the interesting thing is that they've somehow managed to road register this E34. 
It's left and right. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, got, it's still got uh, German plates on though, I think, um, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I think uh, there's the owner yeah. of, the one guy owned them both. Yes. Mm. And, and he owns he's that Marik yes. fella, yeah. And he owns the Quattroporta as well. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And a few other things, yeah. yeah. Montreal as well. Oh, really, yeah. Mm. Okay. That's a, quite an oh, interesting cool. bunch of cars. He's a big dude at Rolls-Royce. Yep. Were there Absolutely. any more... Um, News segments, yeah. So um, sorry to interject, but I really got excited about that. No, thank you. And your your Lambo was talk of the town for the whole week mm. when he took it there. The whole of Instagram was yeah. That's all I saw was, was Mike's Lambo. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's Lambo is an extension of him. Yeah, yeah. it is. You so Lambo. It man. defines you. Shut up. But it's cool though. Really more, not. More news is. Last bit of news. Okay. Ending on a slightly dead note. I know. The Guinness World Record for the longest parade of hearses was unofficially <laughs> set at the Kyle Army racetrack on Tuesday. Was it? I, I, yes. I was unofficially in, set. I was invited. I was actually invited to give <laughs> rides. Done. To give rides. They had a track session. They have you got said, a hearse? No. They said, can the supercar owners come? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the what? In the 4C. Uh. To give, to give guys, the, the big wigs from the funeral homes, <laughs> to give them rides. I'm seriously, I'm not That's making this up. Gone. So how many cars? So a convoy of 111 hearses. No. Later revised to 110 after one broke down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was obviously a converted alpha or something. Oh, shut up. But did you see Reportedly the drove around the mid-rand circuit to beat the previous record Have of 107 hearses achieved in Barn, Netherlands in August 2012. The oh, achievement it's a was, long-standing record. It is. Hmm. The achievement will be submitted to Guinness World Records for official ratification. But wow. did you see the coolest one of all? There was a Panamera. Panamera. Did you see, did you see the Panamera had like suicide doors on the side. Suicide doors for the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. ways. It was incredible. That is awful. I would, I mean, I would love to go in a, in a, when, when I'm gone. In a uh, Panamera. In a, yeah. <laughs> Panamera hearse. You need to go in a Diablo hearse, man. Hearses are nice. I once had one as a test car. Really? No way! Because I said to Citroen, "Listen, I'm doing. I want to be a film runner for the day, so I want. I want one of your vans. So they're like, cool. We'll organise it. Um, we don't actually have one in the fleet, but we can arrange one for you." I was like, "Cool." So this thing arrives, and I open it up, and it has like these rails, <laughs> these centre rails going down the back of the car. That's amazing. Then I phoned Citroen. I was like, "Listen, there's there's like a weird rail system in this car. It's a standard." And they said, "No, no, 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 no." It's a hearse. It's used as a hearse. <laughs> what model of Citroen? Was it a van that had been converted? <laughs> yeah, it was like a big Berlingo, oh whatever it was. And and this van had this like this horrible smell. Like no, a, chemi- stop a chemical <laughs> smell, <laughs> which is obviously that embalming em- embalming fluid what that they, they use it? on bodies. No, it's um, formaldehyde. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so my clothes stank. No, it was awful, and I didn't want to take it home to my house. So I like. I, I just Why? Got ba- it's bad vibes from it's it. the Undertaker. I used it for one day. Yeah, the Undertaker. Maybe it was haunted. I did. I did the job. I did the article. You don't say. It struck me as a superstitious kind of guy. Mm, I don't really like. Sure, uh, I don't know. No. Did it have a? Must have a hearse in your house. Did it have a refrigeration unit in it? No, I didn't see one. So you wouldn't buy a hearse, like if you could find Mm, like a cool hearse, a Toyota hearse. Like if you had like a a, Cressida. (laughs) No, you do get those. I've definitely seen one all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. No, would you not have a hearse as a as a car? No. You can get one. It's a terrible. Add it to the cave. And that's and a great segue into into Citroen coming back into South Africa. <laughs> they are not dead. They're undead. They're undead. The undead oh, are coming back. Like zombie Citroen. 
have to wrap this up because okay. Paige is Paige doing is a little just Paige is just okay. throwing a banana at the screen. Oh. <laughs> I like me a banana. All right, guys, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. Young people are making their mark. Get up. Tune into the Sebenza Live Behind the Hustle podcast every Tuesday to find out more about what fascinating careers are out there. Today we have a special guest and his name goes by Sia Kumalo. Now for those who don't know Sia Kumalo, who is Sia? All right, I'm just going to start at what we have been starting the last few months. I wrote mm-hmm. a book. It's titled You Have to Be Gay to Know God. You can find us on the Sewetan Live website or you can follow us on Twitter on Sebenza Live. Sebenza boy. Sebenza girl. Sebenza. Welcome back to Cargumentative. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, it's You're good. welcome. It's good to be back. We weren't cold. Yeah. We, we weren't, weren't cold. cold. We survived yeah. the we cold. Su- we survived Tribal Council. So let's, let's tell the, the nice people. Thank you for supporting us. Yes. To our, our listeners. Our, our, um, what do we want to call them? Our bosses. Mm. Well, not our bosses. Thomas's bosses. Yeah. We're cutting podcasts. And they didn't cut ours. No, because it it's so good. It's big news. Thanks for your support. Yeah, thank you very much. To all our listeners. Mm. Pa- um, apparently, we're brilliant. Like we, what, it's our beautiful voice. The second best podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we and, and we and now this has given us renewed vigor. So we're going to come yeah. up with great ideas. Amazing and, ideas. Are we going to have more promo girls? Well, that's that's part of the streaming. We're going to be oh, <laughs> yes. gonna, when yeah. we start streaming. We're going to start streaming. We're going to start yeah. streaming. We're going to start a YouTube channel. It's going to be crazy. So huh? you can look at us. Our beautiful shapes. Yeah, you can watch us. <laughs> our yeah. beautiful shapes and right. see our, and our posters. So who's doing the CrossFit Open? Tomorrow? Are we getting hair and makeup? Looking at page. Not you. Okay. Mm. Just just cro- just produce a page and me. Yeah. So what's this uh, segment about? Well. There was a segue talking about shapes, oh. beautiful shapes. Oh, I see. Mike wanted to give us a little uh, crash course on car design, in particular proportion, and how important proportion is when it comes to penning a car. Well, I actually posed the question to the group today, but yeah. Mark was too busy. I was driving a forklift. Driving a forklift. I've always wanted to drive Nadav, Come drive it. Nadav was busy filling a bag with blood. Were you? Yeah. Why were you doing that? Yeah. Well, with the blood that came out of a person well, yeah I was trying to put it back <laughs> so you just you just it? squeeze it back like when you icing a cake it's, it's complicated <laughs> was there any left over uh, yeah, sometimes it's like pieces when you put the car together and you leave a bit out and you're like it's all done and there's one piece left you're like, wow. like a bit of oil <laughs> oh, should be like, fine oh. about it <laughs> guys if it's not a discussion I'm comfortable uh, alright no so I posed the question to the group that uh, proportion like when it comes to car design is I think it's particularly important. So outside of the fact that you, there are designs which are pretty and which are appealing and things like that, but I think proportion is more important than most things on in terms of car design. Ideally, I would like to have an expert here, so maybe an artist or a, or a designer of sorts, right but, I, but I've got Mark. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but the car that <laughs> really got me thinking about proportion and how you can really get it wrong is the BMW X4. So if you look at that thing, I mean, it's hard to find a decent angle on it. And I say that it was following the shape of the original XX, which actually had a decent proportion around it. It was just, it was, a, it was actually a reasonable shape in my opinion. But if you go and look at the X4, particularly around the wheel size, 
And I'm not talking about the rim size. I'm talking about the actual the, Wheel. the, the circumference uh, of the of the actual arch. tire itself oh, okay. relative to the the car. It just looks like it's under wheels. And as a result, everything else now starts losing its proportion. So mm-hmm. if you look at that car, as I say, the X6 that was it was spawned from the original X6 actually it was quite a reason quite a decent shape and I say that also because if you look at the the new Merc that's come out the GLE Coupe they've they followed on those proportions and as far as SUVs go I think they are not badly proportioned but then the X4 completely underwheeled so you look at the actual wheel size the circumference of the wheels the the whole car just looks out of proportion and as a result I think the pl- the thing looks unappealing now I was thinking about it like which cars really have good proportion? Um, and you know, I was thinking about the the Vantage. Vantage has got decent, gorgeous, decent proportion, but I think actually the DB9's got better proportion. I don't. So no, I, I think the, from the front, the Vantage is nice and squat. But if you look at the rear side, the rear section, the proportions of the DB9 are a little bit more elegant. I think it has the DB9 has a bit of a longer overhang because it's a it's a bigger car. Two. It's a bigger car. I think that's why I think the the Vantage is better. But that's but, all down to opinion. But okay, so I'm posing the question to the group. What's your view on proportion so, and its role in? So uh, I can say this in, the, in aesthetic. The uh, thing appeal. that often manufacturers get wrong is wheel to wheel arch proportion. That's always the because you see when they design the cars, the 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 what do you call it? The body in white or the the car they put on shows, whatever has a specific wheel size and very often they produce a cheaper version of their car which has smaller wheels and it's ruined so you have to get the right wheel diameter I think generally if you get that right and you know when they stance cars nowadays and they put bigger wheels in them that's what they're trying to change is the yeah. proportions so yeah that's but my I mean, opinion but so, so are, are there any cars that come to mind in where you really got the proportion right uh, wrong, wrong wrong I mean I'm thinking oh, there's, a, there's a Fiat multiplier that lives in my road oh. that Crema Porsche <laughs> the Crema Porsche oh the target. one with racing yeah the Crema Porsche target is a great point a case in point because the 911 is a really great proportion car I think it, it probably is one of the, the, one, of the are, one of the perfect the wheels are too small and it does it's got a flat nose it's just terrible to me They've ruined the proportions. Yeah, I think we're going to have to post a picture of that so that yeah. everyone knows. What else is really bad? Um, Tierra Cressida? No, no but, okay, so what's the best best shape then for in terms of proportions? I think a hatch. I think a Golf GTI or Golf R. An original Golf. Ro- no, original Golf. Golf 7. On the right, with the right wheels, those Pretoria wheels that they, they put on a Golf R, proportions are perfect, in my opinion. It's such a subjective thing. It I is. don't know. It I think really, no, it really no, no, is. No, because the reason some, because some I think a five fifty Marinella. Sorry, yeah. Some people's perfect proportions are another person's. No, no, uh, like no. See, this is where you're wrong. No, see, this is where you're wrong. <laughs> there, there is a a, a, a golden there, ratio. There's a golden ratio. Yeah. Yeah. that is proportion. So, I think it's which cars fit that golden proportion so I, I don't know we'll so have to post a picture of it but it, there's a, a, a certain mathematical, mathematical equation. equation and it shows and that's actually there are faces that fit so, into that or aesthetic so one of easy. my worst is a 550 Marinella really yeah why wheels are too small overhangs are too long uh, I don't like that car at all I mean I like 
it's a front engine V12 Ferrari. It's beautiful. You're, that an ab- is, you're seriously, you're, you're an absolute. But savage. it hasn't aged well, and I just think its front overhangs are too. You're long. not going to win it in this room, I, I know everyone loves that car. I can uh, see Nadal's gearing up to say something. Compared to a, fi- a 355 of the same era, which is a pretty squat, muscular-looking car, I think the no, the 550 is just gorgeous to me. Mm-mm. Cool. All right. Um, Doc, Doc's, Doc's building I, up. I'm, I think he's going to wrap. It's a difficult. No, it's <laughs> this difficult one because I think number one, we're struggling with the discussion here with actually what's the definition of proportion because the word proportion I think is maybe means different things to different people and to each of us. And mm. there's probably a design definition of proportion uh, that would be make it easier to have this discussion. Yeah. Um, I, I find w- one of the th- around the discussion of proportion, uh, a couple of things you mentioned the. Aston Martin Vantage versus the DB9 and I remember reading somewhere that uh, a bigger car and therefore a longer car is effectively a longer canvas, a larger canvas for the designer it gives you more room to carry through your lines your original design lines Um, Mm. and so a longer car is more likely to be more elegant because you've got a longer space to create the ratios of the line that make it look okay, right. So kind of makes there sense. might be an argument for a DB9 looking better than a Vantage. I must say, frankly, the Vantage shape is probably the most perfectly proportioned car I've seen in I agree. decades. Ah, I agree. Well, the only the the um, the the other car that comes to mind that's very well proportioned is the F-Type Coupe. F-type. A really, yeah. really oh, good the looking. Jag. The Jag F-type It's really good looking. It's nicely proportioned. Mm. Um, what's interesting to me about the discussion of proportion that always stands out, if only Mike would stop distracting us with stupid pictures, <laughs> is that um, one of the things is that this is your topic. You want me to discuss it? <laughs> Carry on. Um, is the old car proportion versus new car mm. proportion. So that's always interesting. We often end up in the situation here in the studio as it were, mm. where we've got old 911s and new 911s, for example, and it just shows you how things have changed. So what you do is when the car gets bigger, there's certain vital parts of the vehicle that people relate to, and I think they always talk about the face of the vehicle, the, the lights and the grill yeah. at the front. Yeah. And as the car gets bigger, in order to maintain proportions, each of those things needs to get bigger in turn. Yeah. So if you take a 2019 headlight of a BMW and compare it <laughs> to the you're using headlight the wrong part. of like an you're, 85 you're headlight. Use, you're using the wrong part of <laughs> the BMW. <laughs> use the grill. Then you'd rather use the grill. <laughs> the, in other words, the whole modern car is proportional yeah. to itself. That makes sense. But what they've done is that they've effectively blown up mm. the, the parts of the car that we relate to with our eyes. So the size of a mini rear light of the new third generation mini it's is gigantic it's the size if of you, a Range Rover from 10 years ago exactly yeah. the, the size of a mini badge on a countryman is like the, bigger than Mark's head mm. yeah it's big that is um, and that's because not, it's all it's in proportion to the rest of the nothing's car that nothing's that big yeah it, because it's all in the proportion to the rest of the car, yeah, you don't notice true. it, but yeah. things have just gotten so big. But so that's why proportion is so important. I mean, it's just interesting. So I've managed to find a, a, an article on Jalopnik that lists the 10 most unproportioned car. So it's <laughs> in 10th place, you've got the Sangyong Action. Anything which, Sangyong oh, is terrible. And funny enough, that there are two on that list. Of course. The, the, the Muso so as well. Solid. The Suzuki XC, X90. 
the Tata Magic Iris. I do. We'll we'll post the link to this. All designed That's by blind Korean. Interesting that the GLE Coupe has just been is on that list. So frankly, the, I think the X6 and the GLE are so awful. I don't even yeah. know why you brought them up on our show. No, because I, I just think I for, an for, yeah. for an SUV. For an SUV. What else? I mean, I, don't I saw a Lagonda on there. There's a Toyota Mirai. Not even you Should can me? love that. I love. He loves. Not even you can love that. Fantastic car. Have you heard of it before? Of course, it's a hydrogen cell vehicle. Yeah. Okay. The the multiplier. I quite like the multiplier. But this thing starts getting quite controversial. I mean, Let's be honest. Musso, they, you know, no one actually thinks a multiplier is good looking. It's a functional car. I don't know about proportion. But it's a terrible looking Listen, thing. But in third place, the Bugatti Royale, which is argu- it's arguably one of see, the most on all valuable cars, cars in, like, the, in, in the world. Look at an E-Type J, one of the six. most beautiful cars ever made. The proportions are all wrong. I don't think it wrong. is. I don't know. No, 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 you're wrong. I think the E-Type's the E-type most E-type. overrated car. I disagree completely. No, it's that, gorgeous. There's, right. no, I'll tell you the way the proportions are wrong. It's on the 2 plus 2. It's okay. on the 2 plus 2. But even on the coupe the or the, the convertible, think about the wheels, How even like my Alpha Spider. The wheels are so far inset from of the body yeah you know, but that's just that's period but i mean it doesn't but they're not it, it well proportioned cars they're beautiful though so. they're beautiful no. well they're not well proportioned all right so so can we say this is a very you, subjective you, so subject. no no so i think can we say that if you get the proportions right at least the, the actual size of the car won't determine whether it's good looking or, or bad looking because a lot of the time I mean, these things have just gone enormous. Sure. And I think that the, the, the latest Porsche 992 really gets the proportions right because it doesn't mm. look big. And I've seen it in the flesh. Because it's got 21-inch wheels or something. Yes. So it's like a Bentayga and a Urus. They have to invent new size wheels just to fill the wheel arches. I think it looks, I think it looks bigger. It looks, it looks bigger and wider, but it's actually not, it's not so. What? Mm. The 992. The 992 is bigger. But s- small. Small. It's not. It's not. It's not a a massive step up in size from the nine nine one. But the nine nine one itself was a big car, though. From a sixties Porsche, it is. Yeah. No, it is. But I'm saying compared to a nine nine one. Okay. When I went to the launch mm. of the nine nine two, they've got. It looks. It looks bigger. It gives an illusion of being much bigger than it is, but it's not. Well, the, like the, you know, the I suppose the. I think this is quite a difficult concept to wrestle, Mark. Yep, I'm struggling. Also, because <laughs> um, I think yeah. a lot of people get confused between proportion and design. Because yes. a lot of those cars there, I wouldn't say have bad proportions. They're just not nice designs. Yeah, good point. So yeah. that's that's where there's a lot of overlap. I and, agree. And there's a gray area there because proportion versus design, mm. you know. I've got a, I'm, I'm going to end off. I'm going to yeah. end this discussion on my favorite most proportioned car. Yeah. The Ferrari 250 GT Lusso. Mm. It's mm. so perfectly in proportion. It's disgusting. It makes me sick. <laughs> well, that's going to argue there. Not going to argue yeah. there. Mark drop. So if you want to go have a look at what that is and what to me defines proportion. Funny, I would have go. said the GTO because I love the. I love yeah, but the you're always wrong the about the GTO. You're always, always wrong. It is ugly and it is hideous and it's horrible and it's not worth the money. And you must stop talking about the GTO. <laughs> it's uh, I also don't think agreed. the GTO looks as good as the Lusa. The GTO has got that funny cam tail. I love the cam tail. And it's got. <laughs> of course you do. Well, it's amazing. Well, it's an amazing it's car. Tail. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, fine. Please stop the subject. Yeah. Okay. I think I'll be bored, all the listeners, and now we're going to be facing we've the lost top. the one that was still yeah. holding now we're going to get cold <laughs> listeners if you have any uh, suggestions for well proportioned cars please interact with us 
please interact with us. Or Focus subjects, because clearly we're running out of them. No, well, no this was a deep yeah. one. This was, this was deep. We yeah, just needed a tough one, man. Yeah, this was a tough one. Oh. Just on one last uh, closing thing, man. Yeah. Yes, you're, briefly. You're, you're well proportioned. Oh, oh. yes. Oh. He isn't, though, is he? <laughs> no, no he's, Thomas is not well proportioned. Really not okay. well proportioned. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas is he's surprisingly short for a thin person. <laughs> of all the people you just How tall are you? Six foot two. No, he's tall. You don't look six foot two. I'm six foot, I'm 188. He's length. Six foot two. Because of your proportions, you don't look six foot two. <laughs> he looks You small. look like a solid five. He's like a nine nine two. I've never heard such ridiculousness. At uh, Cargumentative on Instagram. Hook us please, yeah. please interact with oh, us. Oh, we finished. We, we, don't we, we have another no, just segment. Just saying. Yes, we, we do. We interact yeah, with we've got another one. But yeah. Can we have a break, please? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Guns, an essential tool in self-protection or a catalyst for criminality. CliffCentral.com presents GunCast, a podcast that unpacks the divisive issue of gun ownership in South Africa. Join legal expert Martin Hood as he hosts a series of talks with both sides of the gun lobby. Whether you support the right to carry guns or you believe they're a destructive tool that society could do without, GunCast will enlighten and challenge you in equal measure. Find GunCast now on the Cliff Central app on cliffcentral.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cargumentative. We're going to have a little rant now. Is it a rant? Yeah. Or it's a... I think it's an opportunity. It's range. an argument. An argument. Well, we're good at that. Argument. We've argumentative. We, we we put the car into arguments. So what is the subject, Tom? <laughs> so basically, okay. Yeah. Have you ever owned a car yes, that you yes. thought was a good idea, and you thought yeah. I've always wanted to own X car, yes, or a car made by X brand, and then you finally get one. You finally get the model, or you get the model that's made by the mark you like, or whatever it is. And you own this car, and you drive this car, and you think, you know what? This was a bad idea. This is a crap car. I yeah. don't like it, and I don't see what the hype is about, and I'm, it's, it's gone. I'm selling it. I'm moving on. I'm never coming back to that. Yeah, I do. And I've, I mean, I've owned quite a few cars. A lot, How actually. many have you had? I don't know. We worked it out the other day. We worked day. it out. 20. 20 something. 23. Are 20. you serious? Yeah. So, when I was a young lad... I used to own an Alpha One Four Five, which was so cool, absolutely fantastic. That's so the cool. best Alpha they ever made. But what did every Alpha One Four Five owner aspire to own? Cloverleaf. An Alpha One Four Seven. So I went along, and bought the greatest One Four Seven of all time, the one with a Formula One gearbox. But it was worthwhile. <laughs> it was not. The two liter. The Alpha One. No, that's no, I bought no, one. No, no, the no, one I got I from him was a manual. I later. sold him a manual. Uh, you bought the manual one so, from Mark. Who yeah. would buy a Sally Speed? Who exact me? I did. So I went along to Arnold Chats, I think it was, and traded in my Alpha One Four Five on a Alpha One Four Seven Seller Speed. The things that lured me in was the automatic Formula One style gear shift. You were gonna be Michael Schumacher. Was it red? <laughs> the silver. And the Bose sound system. And oh. it was an absolute nightmare of a car to own. Wow, it, what was it like? Yeah, what was the, what did the gearbox do? It would uh, 
on the day I, the, the day I bought the next day the next morning after I bought it I bought it used I think it had about 10,000 k's on it and the day the morning after I bought it started it up and got an error saying set a speed system failure when that happened and it happened on most days you had first and second gear in limp mode that was it and you had to take it back to the dealer and they had to do a full reset and they couldn't diagnose the fault could you have used your reader to, to, to clear the fault now probably I could have yeah Hey. But, <laughs> but at the time so I owned the car for six months of which it spent three months getting fixed um, and they didn't give me loan cars and it was just the, how did you get around I had other vehicles I always have spares and yeah no it was just a terrible ownership experience the, the, the dealership was horrendous when it came to sorting the problem out they always blamed me Somehow I was. Wow! What did you do? Nothing. Driving it. What did they the say? The dealer principal got in the car with me, and so after it was flashing the errors, it also started grating into second gear. So you grating, grating. So an you automatic pu- gearbox was grating. It was grating. So you would pull the Whoa, pedal to go into second gear. That's It wasn't an automatic. It was a, it was a manual. Uh, manual. An automated manual, but yeah. still. So you'd pull the lever into, to pull it into second gear, and the synchro mesh would grate. It would grate. And the dealer principal was in the passenger seat and she said, oh, there's your problem. You're driving it too fast. <laughs> I was like, what? Did, did, did you, and I suspect like it happens fairly regularly, did you lose your shit? <laughs> I did. I lost my shit. And, and they eventually gave me my money back. Really? Yeah, full price. Full, Serious? Yeah, gave it back to me. What did you replace it with? An Alpha Spider with a manual gearbox. <laughs> so you actually went back to Alpha after that? I did go back to Alpha, and but it did hurt what I felt was the new, their newer cars. It felt it hurt that the process of maybe going forward and buying another newer model. So I went back in their catalog and bought something older. But yeah, I mean, I f- yeah, it, was, it was terrible. But it didn't tarnish the brand. It, what it was for me was um, the South African presence of the brand is what it affected for me so yeah that's my example what do I, you guys say I got nothing oh, come on <laughs> no, you have no, to have a car no you, you're going to positivity shame me I am because you're going you to glass half full shame me there has and to I, be a what, car that you've owned that's been terrible I just want to add that I've owned multiple Alphas since and will probably own more in the future because they are spot on now with their brand and um, they're so passionate as well they're so passionate and I love them <laughs> yeah. it courses through my blood yeah exactly I love it. So I'll forgive them that, but it was a terrible one. And everyone hated the ones they owned. It was terrible. So I'm, I'm fortunate. I mean, I started my, my second car, which I traded in my first Golf for, was a Porsche. So like, I've basically been in sports cars since Yeah, but that doesn't mean they haven't, they haven't been bad. Would you buy another Land Rover? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, the, the Freelander 2 that we had was brilliant. Absol- it, in you? fact, there were a lot of elements of it that I prefer to the Evoque. Okay. Mostly the fact that it looks a little bit more manly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got nothing. No, I got nothing. So basically, like we could give you a Renault a quid, and you say, "Oh, oh it's no, fantastic! No, that's great! Uh, I don't have anything." Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy it's that. Exceptional. I wouldn't buy that. Actually, you know? uh, what I am doing, and I and I will I will concede, on my and I swear on my commute this morning, I was sitting in the E, and I I'm intentionally looking at the Renault quids. There was a quid in front of me, yeah. and I was thinking. I actually want to be able to have a discussion with you guys about these cars. But so why don't you drive them? Because I'm just not interested. <laughs> I'm really just not. I'm fortunate. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, 
I drive uh, cool cars. First world problems. No, it really no, is. No. It's like, but like I've got no. I drove a Renault Clio in Cape Town this weekend, and I absolutely loved it. Three cylinder, one liter Clio. Yeah, that's all you need. What a car! Yeah. Loved it. Like no, a, I'm not. You're missing out. I, so I drove a Hyundai Getz. Uh, okay, but uh, that's uh, not cool, man. No, I'm saying, and I took it up the, past the roundhouse up Clure Road, and I and I and I throttled it, and it was it was okay. I mean, like, but it's an appliance. But I mean, it wasn't it a Renault. No, it has got Formula but, One no, DNA, but man. But I saw a Renault Megane, that that um, that sporty one. That, that, that I want to drive for sure. We should talk about but, the but, cars but, but, I but drove how, this how weekend. Can you, but how could you want to go and drive a quid? Anyway, come let's uh, digress. I'm sounding okay. like a car snob. So look, you I, are a car snob. I'm not. I'm so really your not. question, Thomas, was: yeah. What brand or car, specific car of a brand, has put us put us off that brand forever, or you wouldn't yeah. buy another one? And it, weirdly enough. I kind of half agree with Mike, and I think that's because all of us are very careful with our car choices. Clearly, and we not do me. all other than Mark. <laughs> we do all our research, and we ask all our friends, and we all our friends are experts in some way, and so we get good advice, and so we by default avoid that situation most of the time. Um, there are, and and I must say, I think I've been pleasantly surprised by cars. And I'm not a very positive person, so this is big for me, okay? <laughs> I've been pleasantly surprised by cars more often than I've been disappointed by them. In other words, cars is for whose expectations I have of them is low. And in fact, they exceed my expectations. That happens more often than being desperately disappointed with something. If I had to choose one to answer your question, it's the... I, I've also I've been, we've been through quite a few cars in our family, whatever, and 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 it's funny. There's only one that I don't miss, and because I don't miss it, it stands out for me. <laughs> uh, and that was my MGB. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to yeah. say that. Um, it was so, but I, I guess can't believe a, a car person owned one yeah, of those. It, it was a compromise buy. It was an, for me. It it was perceived as an upgrade. Um, into like real classic cardum you know it's really considered it's, it's it's a true classic it's a british mark it even if it's blue collar you know it it was my graduation into the classic world it's scene. like that I stepping stone it's such a cliche it was a stepping it's stone such a cliche. It was a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason it's because it's affordable it's because it's easy to maintain and I must say, is it easy to maintain? Yeah, it was easy to maintain my I mean, my friend in australia had one as well did you replace everything constant a lot of things. It took me a long time to get it right. I've driven one I before and I actually enjoyed the drive. It was. I hate to admit it. No. I like the gearbox. But I've driven what, the a, lot gearbox? Of, a mm. lot of cars that were contemporaries of it. Mm. And I must say, it's a little bit lackluster. It's not very special. It doesn't mm. drive particularly well. I don't miss so it. So it didn't make you aspire to earn it, a newer it, it MG? Kinda, no, well, exactly. <laughs> so that's why it doesn't fully answer on, you know, Thomas's question because it's not a brand that you can go out and buy. But, but again, I certainly don't. Chinese, you could buy a you could buy a, yeah, you could go get a MG. But it's not, it's not a car that I miss. And it was a little bit disappointing. I don't know what I was expecting from the true classic car experience. But I've since found much more elsewhere cars that are contemporary to the MGB. It wasn't a great car. You know, I, I can remember I, my I, MGB experience because my friend had one. Two of us. We were two up in the MGB going down William Nickel one night. Was the, was one of you a hairdresser? No, but we did look quite <laughs> camp. We both had matching golf jackets on wow. and, did. and orange scarves. And I, I remember pulling up to a traffic light and there was 
a group of teenagers or youngsters in a Toyota Corolla, like a, a 1.3 bog standard Corolla. They looked at us. We looked at them. The dice was on. <laughs> the lights changed from red to green, and the Corolla, which was fully laden with 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 drunk people, <laughs> just just took off, and we were like, <laughs> brilliant! It was the most embarrassing. It was the most embarrassing moment. Side so of did that, you lose? Yes, MGBs are terrible cars. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you guys get asked to um, help other people purchase cars from time to time. What should I buy? I don't give my advice because nobody ever listens to No, no, so I gave I some of the best advice ever. I got a friend of mine to buy a Honda Civic. Great car. Great car. He had it for 10 years. Recently traded it in on a new MG. The MGs from China. The new ones? Yes. Yeah. I don't know no, what to no, say. No, no, no. You can't. A Honda no, Ballard to an MG. Well, and he thinks he did himself no. a favor. Yeah, no, you Are can't. they even still in <laughs> South Africa? No, it's got wind-up windows. But I actually have a car. So I, well, it won't I, break. I, whilst I don't have a car that I've owned, there was a car that I can remember. And based on that, I don't even know if I could ever own the The mark would, would well, be a fair. challenge. So it was that Jeep Compass oh. in a, with a CVT gearbox. Oh, it's better than a Celly Speed gearbox. No. No, 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 it's not. No, because no, because for a split second, when you get into the Alpha, you can pretend you're Schumacher in that era. Schumacher never drove an Alpha. No, he but he had Ferrari, but he had paddle shifts, and it yeah, was, it was an evolution so of the Ferrari gearbox. So far removed. <laughs> but for a split second, you can pretend, can't, can't, and you, you could have these dreams. Um, and because when the F1 355 came out, I just wanted. That's all I wanted. I wanted to pull both the pedals to go into neutral, and then click a yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. But the Jeep Compass is without a shadow of a doubt the worst car I have ever driven. That gearbox, I swear, I, I just but I cannot believe. And you know, and there's an and there's an, uh, an indication of just how bad they were. You don't see them on the road anymore. Oh, yeah. So they 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 just probably because they so, collect the So listen, the reason none of us really bought brought Jeep up is because none of us would ever set foot in one. No, I wouldn't mind one of these big renegade ones. I can see you in a in a Wrangler. I like no, what, but the big the one, one cruising the, the Norway thing with the with you know with the top down. Tom, yeah. what was the one I, had, I drove in plate? Which I don't. It like boxy square. A Willys. Willys. A Willys. A Cherokee. The, a Cherokee. The Grand Cherokee. Oh, like, that's cool. I did like that. It wasn't no, a Grand cool. Cherokee. It was just a Cherokee. Just a oh, Cherokee. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so yeah. I must tell you that with my seller speed, do you know that I used to take people for drives in their car just because they wanted to know what it was like to have How an F1 gearbox. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Cues of people. Oh, is that the one with the pedal shift? Because nothing else at the time had no, nothing. <laughs> no, it was, it it was, was a Ferrari. It's not unbelievable. Or the Alpha One Four Seven. It was not unbelievable. It wasn't even from it. And the one five six seller speed only had plus and minus buttons on the steering wheel. It was a killer. Killer. It, it wasn't even from Formula One. It was. Schumacher didn't even drive an Alfa Romeo. They developed it on Fiorano, man. Fiorano. Ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> didn't it, man? They, they, oh, so, so the deciding moment for me when I got rid of it was I was doing about eighty k's an hour down Santon Drive, in I think fourth. I think it was a five speed. Yeah, it was five speed. In fourth gear, 80 k an hour, Santon Drive going downhill, and suddenly the display flashed R for reverse. <laughs> <laughs> me, and the, me and my girlfriend, my wife now, just grabbed each other and prayed. <laughs> we drove it straight to the dealership, and we were like, we want to check. Maybe maybe it was R for Rosso. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Special we thought. Maybe it was mode. race mode, yeah. yeah. Okay, you, found the I want to hear what, uh, what Tom... Okay, quickly, we need to wrap it up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... This is your subject, Tom. Yeah. 
Just between you and Nadav, you actually have a full glass. Just remember that. I have Both half glass empties, <laughs> one full glass at least. Just trying to look for positives. I've I've owned quite a few cars myself, and I think the one car that I wouldn't get again would be a Golf, because the Golf, the Golf gave wow, me what? Mark drop. Gave me the most the most issues. There was always something. But you had a 16 V, eh? Yeah. It was a great car. I loved it. 400,000 Ks on the clock or something? No, it got up to like 320,000 Ks. <laughs> well, what do you expect, yeah. Tom? It's it expired 10 years ago. Yeah, Tom, it wasn't the car's fault. I mean, it's just like you bought something. You bought it. I didn't bought it. You dragged it out of hold a scrap heap. You got a, hold my on. godfather kindly gave it to me for my 18th but birthday you, with, with 180,000 Ks. How's that? 180,000 180, awesome. lightly oh. used lightly used case in that time that was the performance hatch of imagine your godfather gave you a gti 16 valve it was a great car birthday. it was a great car but where it, was your godfather when i needed one a lot of problems in the ownership thing yeah but it wasn't it wasn't because it was Did a you look, it was because it had so much mileage and it had been thrashed yeah you guys don't seem to care about that when it comes yeah, to your but, cars yeah, what do you mean cars oh yes that's, that's rubbish yeah but no, no no hold on a second your car was probably 10 years old and and it was a boy racer car probably we're, a we're, we're car. talking about cars that are, that are 30 years old with with a 200,000 k's on them that have been fastidiously maintained well, it's a very big difference used. carefully yeah. used from by a from new from new when you guys bought them new off the showroom floor no, no when someone else did before we were born mm. i can't believe you've actually got the audacity to go and say that a, a gti 16v with 320,000 k's yeah. put you off what? the mark <laughs> I wouldn't own another car. And it also, had been pulled through its own arse. Everybody wanted to steal it as well. So we, whenever you had to go somewhere and park. Did you have one of those cool radios that you pull the whole radio out and carry it around? Oh, I did. I did. But then I, I got like this horrible diamond CD player front. Diamond? Yeah. From half a That's all I could afford. Oh my God. How, how hard did you drive it? What do you think? I'm 18. Okay. And he's a racing driver, okay. Tyrone. I thought okay. I was like handstruck. <laughs> so, yeah. and who owned it before you? My godfather. It was his car. And and how hard did he drive it? Apparently, he took the rev limit <laughs> off it at some stage. He is a racing driver, and so are you. He was a racing driver. Well, there yeah. you go. Two racing drivers later, the car was poked, and now it's the car's fault. Yeah. yeah. And now you'll never buy a car. And you'll never buy yeah, another because yeah. golf's so shit. <laughs> because. Two of us couldn't pull it through its own arse. <laughs> 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 Come on, that's no, nuts. You have driven, I've driven, I've driven Corollas. To, so yeah, <laughs> very quick, a very quick story. When I owned that Golf, yeah. I had to go and pick up my friends. Um, it was Toyota, it was a Toyota Corolla, similar, like similar year to the Golf. In Michalisburg, and I was like, "Oh, Toyota, awful, terrible, terrible car." I got into this car. It had more mileage than the Golf. It felt tighter. It felt newer. It felt faster. And I was like, "Whoa, this is." Who actually, was the owner of that car? This is actually impressive. Was it a racing driver as well? No, it was just. What kind know, of what oh, kind of uh, Toyota was it? It was a Toyota Corolla. But what? A, like, it was a 1.8, like one down from an RS. So is that what Ubers use so, now? So hold on. So do you go from a GTR 16V into into one of those? I wish I had. Because what, did you, what, what did you go from from the GTR 16V into? I had an Opel Cadet, which was brilliant. Which one? 
160 IS. Did it smoke? Oh, the no. 160 IS. They all smoke. The one, no, 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 the problem with the 160 IS is that no you problem. wanted it to have the body kit of the 200 IS, no. and they just didn't. No, that, that, that was had bad proportions. I, no, what, the 200 IS did? No, no bad proportions of 160. It wasn't. It was no, a like little milk bottle wheel. Yes, it had those little four-spoke things. No, it wasn't four-spoke. Mine didn't have four-spoke. Three-spoke. Three-spoke. No, I didn't have those. When you sold the GTR 6 Nevias, was that I when didn't. you stopped having sex? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving myself for marriage. Okay, let's wrap this up, Tom. Okay, we're wrapping it up. Right. <laughs> you we're guys. Getting, we're getting cold. <laughs> yeah, we're getting cold. By the way, this is our last episode. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Going out in a blaze of glory here on Cargumentative. <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us again. And thanks for uh, having us, yeah, Tom. Thanks, thanks and having. hopefully there'll be another one now after <laughs> this episode. <laughs> thanks for ending on uh, on your sex life notes. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mike, for bringing it up again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> until next week, keep it safe on the roads, and we'll be back here for another episode. Cargumentative next week. Rock and roll at Cargumentative. No. At Cargumentative Instagram. Yeah, at Cargumentative. Give us a follow. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye.